Welcome to the Anxiety Coaches Podcast, a relaxing and informative show where we explore anxiety, panic, and PTSD, sharing how you can overcome them for life. Aloha, welcome back to the Anxiety Coaches Podcast. We're going to talk about formal and informal meditation. I'm looking forward to sharing this with you because it's something I share early on with my private clients and um, the coaching clients that I work with end up being pretty grateful to be able to have some ways of taking their formal meditation into their daily life, into everyday living. So let's get started with the formal practices, and then we'll move on into informal and how we can just stretch this out into our regular life. First, we'll start with, I'm starting with mindful eating a raisin, because when I have clients that don't know how to slow down at all and actually don't think they can meditate, I have them do the eating a raisin meditation. It's a time to spend a short amount of time, 10 minutes, but with a concentrated effort on one item. And so we spend 10 minutes with one raisin and it's a beautiful way to be able to see how your mind is actually moving quite rapidly and how we do things totally unconsciously. I think it's a great practice and you can probably Google it and find a a video on it or an audio to walk you through it. It's a great meditation to slow you down. And that's formal. People move on from the raisin to um, eating, but to actually spend some time formally with that one raisin is amazing. So another one that I like to suggest for people is the mindful check-in. And this is where we formally take time to sit and feel our body, take 10 minutes, even shorter. It's a check-in, but it's still a formal time that we sit and check in with how we're feeling, where our mind is at, where our body is at, and be able to go from there. One of the beauties of the check-in is that you don't have to set aside as much time as you might for your formal sitting meditation. The third one is mindful breathing. And I know a lot of people try different breathing techniques, um, and there's plenty of different modalities out there and breathing, but this is without regulating our breathing, without controlling it, but just simply being mindful of it, being able to sit in our meditation and use the breath as our guide to come back to the present moment. I like this one because we always have our breath with us, and I like it because we don't have to control our breathing. Often with anxiety and panic attacks, our breathing is really um, off, and we feel like we can't breathe. So I don't like to try to control it, especially early on when we're just learning some meditation practices. So we just sit with it in our 20 minute meditation and just notice the breath coming in and saying, I notice the breath coming in. And when we breathe out, just saying, I notice my breath going out. It's just a way of bringing the mind to exactly what's going on and letting the other thoughts, worries, guilt, concerns, 
float away. And that brings us to the walking meditation, which is the next one, where we do the very same thing that we do with breathing meditation, but we bring the concentration and the focus to our walking, to our feet where they're being placed on the ground, to the intention of our foot lifting off the ground and moving forward. We can really get down into the minute details with walking meditation. We do this not out with our regular exercise walk or our dog walk. Um, we do this very specifically by pacing off our paces, how far we're going to go, where we're going to turn, and going just back and forth. And the reason for this is it takes the thought out of our action. We don't have to think about where we're going, where the curb is, is another dog coming at us. It puts us totally into the moment of where we are in our body with the action of our foot moving from the intention of us taking a step to us actually doing it. Um, it's a beautiful practice and um, it takes a little bit of practice just like all of these do, but it's very calming and it's an excellent one for people who are not comfortable strictly sitting meditation. I know there's some questions uh, lately about falling asleep with uh, meditation and I get those questions all the time. I actually know people who fall asleep with the lying down meditation, which we'll talk about in a minute, but also in sitting meditation, downright out to sleep snoring. So um, if you have that, you may want to think about doing some of the walking meditation. The next one is the body scan. And that's the one I was talking about where we are lying down. Um, this is a great one for using when we're in bed, uh, either because we're not feeling well or because we're tired or because we have been woken up in the middle of the night by a panic attack or just some anxious thoughts, ruminating thoughts. We can do the body scan, which can put most people to sleep. So if you need to do it over and over a couple times, do it. But at the slower you do it, the more apt you are to be able to fall right to sleep. We really get into a lot of detail, but, but generally speaking, we start with like our left foot and we start with the toes and we bring our attention and our awareness to that part of the body. And we very slowly move up to the next part. We can bring it to um, the arch in our foot. Then we can go to the heel, the ankle, the calf, the knee. We can, you can see how this goes, but it doesn't go fast like I was just talking. We go very slow. And in that slowing down, we slow our mind down and our thoughts can't be ruminating because we are bringing our attention and our awareness to the part of the body. And it can take a while to get through the entire body, doing one leg at a time, and then doing the trunk of the body, doing both arms together, and then the neck and the head. I know many people who fall asleep that try to do this. If you are trying to fall asleep, you, you might just go right to sleep. So give it a whirl. If you're already laying in bed and you don't need to put on any headphones or listen to anything and wake anyone up, you can just do it from your mind. Um, it's a great way to get focus away from the ruminating thoughts or the worrisome thoughts. 
Have you tried one skin for your skincare routine yet? I love the simplicity of these products and the medical grade ingredients in them, not to mention how easily they fit into my skincare routine. The OS1 Face Moisturizer and OS1 Eye Cream make skin look visibly smoother and clearer and immediately feel softer and more hydrated. The secret is One Skin's proprietary OS1 peptide. It's the first ingredient proven to switch off the aging cells that cause lines, wrinkles, and thinning skin, and several studies back it up. So if you're tired of cycling through ineffective skincare trends and overcomplicated routines, then I'm so excited to share with you One Skin, just simple, scientifically validated solutions. OneSkin is the world's first longevity company. By focusing on the cellular aspects of aging, OneSkin keeps your skin looking and acting younger for longer. Get started today with 15% off using code ACP at oneskin.co. That's 15% off oneskin.co with code ACP. After your purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them. Please support our show and tell them we sent you. The next one is just our basic sitting meditation, which we have all learned to do, whether we're doing it 10 minutes, 20 minutes, half an hour, as long as we're doing it regularly. It is extremely helpful. Meditation changes the brain physically. So We just need to do it over and over and over. That's why we call it practice. So I hope that you will continue your sitting meditation. If you're doing a guided meditation and you're tired of it, you may either want to find a new one or you may just want to sit and maybe focus on the breath in, as we were talking about earlier with the mindful breathing. We can also do concentration meditation when we're sitting. We can look at a beautiful flower or a candle. There are many modalities, and we could get into those in a whole nother podcast, but it's important that we do keep up with our sitting meditation or our quiet meditation of some sort practice, because this is what changes the brain. The next one that we can talk about is Well, there's mindful self-inquiry. You might want to do that uh, if you're working with a coach. Um, There's mindful standing. And um, this is very popular in some yogic traditions. And it's also popular in martial arts and Tai Chi, Qigong, um, where we just stand mindfully. This is an excellent one for people who fall asleep sitting or in the laying down body scan. It's an excellent way to be able to get your meditation in, but still be able to stay awake, aware, and clear. And we stand in what we call mountain pose or woo-wee, which is um, standing straight with our feet shoulder width apart, our knees just slightly bent so that they're not locked, and our arms really gently at our sides. If you swing them forward and backwards a few times and then just let them go, they'll hang at their natural position. And that's exactly where you want to leave them. You can also put them in front of you as if you were holding a beach ball 
but just get them comfortable and let your shoulders be relaxed and stand. This is a beautiful way to be able to get your meditation in without falling asleep. It's also very strengthening. There's a lot of power that we get when we when we do that uh, standing meditation. And the final formal one that I'm going to mention today is a loving kindness meditation. This opening of our heart that we can do with loving kindness, it's also known as metta in the Buddhist tradition, but it is not a religious thing. It is simply a practice of opening the heart. This is where much healing takes place. We are always doing loving kindness to people around us. We offer that to strangers even who may be hurting, um, to our family, our friends, even co-workers. We are offering our hearts in loving kindness, but the place where it gets lost is in ourselves. We often forget to offer the same loving kindness to ourselves. And this is where it is most needed. And this is where it needs to happen first before we can truly offer it to others. So the final formal meditation is the loving kindness meditation. And I hope that some of these, if you haven't already done them, that you will check them out and see if there isn't some other ones that you would like to try. I'd like to jump into some of the informal practices now. And these are the type of mindful practices, meditation practices that we can bring into our daily life. We don't need to be sitting. We don't need to remove ourselves from our work or our family. We can do them throughout our day. And the first one is mindful eating. If we can take a pause before our meal, if we can sit and actually take a moment, uh, not even a full minute, but a moment to pause and connect ourselves with our mind, body, and our spirit to our moment of sitting down to the meal, we start stringing those together and it makes a beautiful meditation. So try it. Try it with your next meal. Before your first bite, take a moment to pause and just feel the moment. Another one is what I call rain. And this is just a good way to remember this little technique. R-A-I-N, rain as in rain falling. Recognize the experience that we are having. The A is to allow the experience to be as it is. Again, we can feel this in in anxiety. We don't allow the experience to be what it is. We want it to change. So if we allow the experience, the I is to investigate what is going on with curiosity. Again, something with we don't do when we are having anxiety. We are we are not investigating with curiosity. We're usually quite judgmental, quite frustrated, and we are not in a, a feeling of curiosity. And the N in RAIN stands for natural awareness. This is a feeling and a uh, state of being that we get from non-identification, when we are not identifying with what's going on. We just see it. We are naturally aware of it. So again, that's R-A-I-N, recognize, allow, investigate, and natural awareness. 
Another one that we can do is mindful listening. We can bring a sense of our meditative self into a conversation by just listening mindfully to the people that we are with. It is a huge game changer when it comes to relationships, being able to actually mindfully listen to the people that are with us. A couple more I have here. Mindful exercise. Of course, we love our exercise and we're out there doing it and we can bring a mindful meditation to it. We can be aware of what we're doing again. We want to have that curiosity and non-judgmental mind going, not pushing and striving. But if we can bring a gentle awareness of what we're doing and be excited about what we're doing, be grateful that we are out in the air or doing our workout that we so find healing and helpful to ourselves, just doing it in a state of gratitude and with ease rather than being hard on ourselves and pushing ourselves. We actually accomplish so much more when we have a state of ease going. Another one that I really hope that you will all do is giving yourself the gift of rest. Rest is a very essential part of healing, and it is a meditation in and of itself. When you can rest in peace and ease, it is meditative. So I hope that you will give yourself the ability to do that or give yourself the gift um, of doing that. And finally, I want to mention that we weaving our mindfulness throughout the day is a meditative practice. Bringing mindfulness to our day just in little bits and pieces when we turn on our computer. That can be a time to weave a moment of mindfulness. When we are turning on our car, putting the key in the ignition, we can pause and have a moment of mindfulness. And those are meditative moments that when you string them all together like pearls on a string, you end up having a beautiful strand of pearls, a beautiful life well-lived with ease and peacefulness. And nothing can interrupt a moment of pause when we are focusing and bringing it just to that very moment. It is only when we let go of the moment and go into uh, worry or we go into guilt or fear. And of course, we have to think about the future. And we will discuss this on another podcast, I hope, where how do we do that? How do we set our goals and still accomplish things while staying in the moment, right? While staying in awareness of what is right in front of us. It's all very possible. And I want you to use those moments that you are stringing together what happens is you just start moving from one mindful moment to another, and so much more is accomplished, so much more energy is available to us, and I hope that you will try them. I'm also hoping that you will go to the Facebook page and tell us what some of your favorite informal practices are, and you can list your formal, uh, your favorite formal practices too. But I would love to hear, do you like to knit? Do you crochet? Do you paint? Do you listen to music? I mean, so many of these things, when they are done in the spirit of healing and mindfulness, they become meditative. 
This is how we can bring them into our entire lives. It has been my joy to talk to you today. I'll be back in a few more days with another podcast. Until then, be well and aloha. Thanks so much for joining us for today's episode of the Anxiety Coaches Podcast. Find more information at the anxietycoachespodcast.com. 